Hello everyone, welcome to the podcast um, for this special episode. Um, I guess coinciding with the 60th anniversary celebrations, even though at the time of recording, um, there's one episode to go of Doctor Who before the 60th is kind of, I guess, finished. Um, but um, it, t- today is kind of a New Year special, like the last episode of the year. So uh, before uh, I inter- uh, before today's guest introduces herself, uh, I just want to say thank you to anyone who's come on the podcast this year. If you've come on to speak about um, hobbies like Doctor Who or just um, autism, Crohn's, any of that kind of stuff that we normally speak about, thank you. But um, but without any further ado, Sophie, if you wouldn't mind introducing yourself, please. Of course I will, Mason. It's lovely to be here. Thank you for inviting me. And my name is Sophie Aldridge, and I played, well, I suppose you could say I still play the character of Ace in Doctor Who, who was companion to the seventh Doctor and then more recently, the 13th Doctor as well. Yeah, it, it must have been interesting for sure, like um, coming back to play Ace again. It was absolutely brilliant, yes. Uh, first of all, in, in uh, Jodie's final episode, the her regeneration story, The Power of the Doctor, and then more recently than that, um, doing Tales of the TARDIS um, for the, to celebrate the 60th anniversary and to celebrate the fact that, yay, Doctor Who is now available to everybody in the UK for free on iPlayer, which is marvellous, isn't it? At last, at long last. At last, yeah, so good. Yeah, because um, actually prior to this, uh, like I talked to you today, I've I, been watched um, all of like the Seventh Doctor's adventures. Um, oh my goodness, how long did yeah. that take you? Two days. Um, oh, oh wow. <laughs> um, well, I was thinking to myself, hang on a minute. Uh, I'm, I'm having Sophie on the podcast who played Ace, and I've never watched Ace. I, I've I, I've watched Ace, but like how good the character is, but I've never actually watched the Seventh Doctor Adventures. The only one I I did watch the Tales of the Tardis first. So I watched the uh, the Curse of Femric. That that would have been the first oh, story I watched. That's so interesting because um, often people come via either via the classic stories, obviously, or they've seen Power of the Doctor and then they go backwards. So you saw Tales of the Tardis. What did you, So what did you think? What was it like for you watching those episodes? Um, like, of course, I saw Power of the Doctor first prior to, to seeing you, but watching Tales of the Tardis first, it was interesting because most of the stories on there I've never watched before. So for most people... Um, that. They, they might have just skipped at the start and the, at the end because they've seen the stories. But for me, it was awesome because I've never watched any of it. Nothing. So it, Wow. Um, and it, was, it was like a movie, wasn't it, every episode? So it was really cool. Yes. Yeah, it was great. Um, yeah, to be able to introduce it to people. And, and in fact, it's funny because I had a quick chat with uh, Russell this summer um, and he told me that he was... That was one of the reasons, one of the things he wanted to do for the 60th anniversary for the fans was to have it all available on iPlayer. And he said, um, because there will be so many people who've never seen any of the classic series. So you've done exactly what he was designing, which is that he he thought of this Tales of the TARDIS to introduce people like yourself who've never seen any of say Ace and the Seventh Doctor or any of the other previous Doctors, so that's wonderful. Yeah, it, it, it's great because it's like being it's like watching Doctor Who when you haven't watched it before. Um, 
even though yes. I have, I've watched them like from 2005 onwards at the start, but then I, you could look because there wasn't never available. I think it was available on Britbox, but um, but it wasn't available like on BBC iPlayer, which is great now. Yes, yeah, so it's yeah, it's great, isn't it? Because for the price of a TV license, you can have all that incredible content from 60 years worth, and also all the kind of stuff like I'd not, I've not, I'd not ever seen anything like the archives before. Um, and all the history stuff on there as well, which is fascinating. Yeah. The fact that you can see um, people like Sidney Newman being interviewed and, uh, you know, the original uh, discussions on letters about um, the TARDIS and how much, how expensive it was and everything. It's fascinating. Love it. It it it, it, it is. And it, it's so cool. I think now they've renamed it all the Hooniverse um because it, it's really cool because like you have like that before every doctor who episode or series now you have that little ident um of all the companions um and i think it's really cool like how like if something on doctor who even like um the the thing that david david Tennant done for like um i think the cbbc where that little story even that's gone on there so every little thing now Goes on there, oh, it's so great, isn't it? Because and and I mean, it's such a contrast to how it was back in the day in 1987 when I first got the part. Because then all, all you had was newspaper, print newspapers, um, and so John Nathan Turner was constantly trying to kind of um, find stunts and uh, things to get Doctor Who into the papers so that it would get more viewers. You know. Um, nowadays, of course, you just have to sit at home on your phone. But back in those days, there was nothing like that. This is a this is a world that we could never have dreamed of back in the day. Yeah, it it it, it is good that Doctor Who is like it is now because, like you say, um, I think it stopped twice. Um, Doctor Who did, and 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 hopefully. That, that doesn't happen again where we have to um well i haven't had the experience but i've spoke to people in the past where it, it, it hurt you know like we're with doctor who stopping for 10 years of their life it's like someone's gone um yes oh it was awful for fans and uh it, in a funny way i mean it was very sad for me and sylvester but in a way you get used to that as an actor you know you do a job you you get you move on you know it it, it was a bit different with Doctor Who because it was so fun and enjoyable to do so I missed it but it wasn't like the end of the world and I got lots of other work and so did he but for the fans it was absolutely heartbreaking and it was it was incredible to think that this program that had gone on for all these years was not going to happen again and um I remember actually during the during that time when Doctor Who wasn't on. I remember somebody asked me to go and open a museum or be at a museum in somewhere down south, and um, and they were they put a Dalek at the top of the stairs, and then I was at a table signing autographs, and um, and a little boy came upstairs with his mum, and he looked at the Dalek and he said, "Mummy, what's that?" And I just thought, oh, that's so sad. This whole generation of children growing up, not knowing what a Dalek is, you know, it yeah. was, that was heartbreaking as well. 
Yeah, because that's the most iconic villain, isn't it? It's the most everyone. Yeah. Love it. It's the one that everybody recognizes. It's funny, isn't it? Because as in the world of Doctor Who and Doctor Who fans and probably people who are listening to your podcast and you and I, we all know this folklore, you know, the Daleks and the and we could name you uh, loads of monsters and things like that. But to the general public who are not real fans or don't watch Doctor Who that much, you even see Doctor Who turning up. There's a reference, I reckon, every day to something to do with Doctor Who on some totally unrelated programme. I'm a great listener to Radio 4, and pretty much every day you'll hear somebody saying, well, it's like the TARDIS, or, you know, oh, well, the Daleks, you know, or something to do with Doctor Who. It's yeah. extraordinary how it's just embedded in our British cultural life. Yeah, you, you get so many, uh, like, like you say, things like that. You see, even in other programmes on telly, um, you'll sometimes hear, I think once in, like, it might have been Emmerdale, where uh, I don't watch Emmerdale anymore, but I, I, I used to growing up, and there was, like, a reference saying, oh, look, like, like you're in the TARDIS. So, yes. like, so stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, and people just sort of accept those references, don't they? Because it is, it's like... I don't know. Well, it's like Marmite and uh, Kellogg's cornflakes, you know. Although that's probably American, you're going to tell me. But uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so, so like, like speaking of like the Daleks and stuff, um, was that like the favorite like monster that you thought do like, or or, or your favorite monster in general in Doctor Who? It's funny, actually, because although I was absolutely thrilled that my first story as this sort of full assistant to the Seventh Doctor was against the Daleks. And then, of course, I got to beat one up with a baseball bat, which I was just so thrilled about. For me, it was actually the Cybermen I did stroke, didn't want to meet because they... When I was growing up, they were the ones that I was really scared of. And my mum actually stopped me watching Doctor Who because I was too scared. I was having nightmares about the Cybermen. And there's something about the Cybermen, not so much the new ones, but the old ones who had those mouths that kind of they click open and they had these voices and they went on a talk like that. They, these robotic sounding creatures who looked like humans but weren't. I think that's what really scared me. So to chance to to have the chance to get my own back on these Cybermen and actually kill them off with a catapult and a bag of gold coins for me was that was it. You know that was really great. So yeah, I'm very fond of the Cybermen. Um, I think in the modern era, probably my favourite monsters are the Weeping Angels. I mean, you know, everyone goes yeah, 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 Weeping, but it's true, and I think. What they do is something that Doctor Who does so brilliantly, which is takes uh, a familiar object, a normal everyday thing. You know, you walk past statues you, uh, and then it turns them into something horrifying. And, uh, yeah, I think I think they're really good, those very scary. They are like they are very scary because you move away. They come closer. Um, yeah. But um, at the same time. Like, if you think of the Weeping Angels in a sense, I know if they get you and they take you back in time, you can't come back. But in a way, it might be interesting just to be taken back in time if uh, you might get longer 
I don't know. Like, it, it, yeah, would you like that? Where, where would you like to go if you went back um, in time? Um, I would go back in time. I don't know. Um, maybe to when Doctor Who began from the first Doctor. Mm. Um, um, and see what it was like because, of course, like it was all different back then. Um, so it would have been interesting just to see what the world's like all those years ago. A world with no technology, no no social media. Can you even imagine it, you no. youngster? You. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've 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 always known have a phone. And, um... Yeah, it's really funny, actually, isn't it? Because even I mean, you know, I'm 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 getting to be a bit of an old lady now, but even I struggle now to remember what it was like before mobile phones. You know, the sort of classic things like I was texting yesterday, saying, you know, oh, um, can we meet here instead of here? You know, and uh, can we meet at this time instead of this time? You couldn't do that in the old in in the olden days when I was a lass. You had to make an arrangement and you had to stick to it because there was no way of changing it. Yeah. Um, Can you imagine that, folks? <laughs> yeah, it's it, 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 it's crazy. Um, but I guess the Weeping Angels was the like not like I like, like you said, Sideman scared scared you. Um, like like for me, um, like the monsters that scared me growing up were. The um, it was David Tennant's first series as a Doctor. Um, oh yes, and um, the the one that it's actually my favorite episode now. Um, but it scared me. Uh, get on the fireplace where like the under the bed. You know, there's like always that fear of people under the bed when you're Ooh, asleep. Yes, it's a classic fear, isn't it? Yeah. So yeah, I had that as well. I've just remembered. I used to worry that a hand was going to reach. You know, reach my ankle and pull me, pull me over. Something there, and I used to. Did you, you do this? I used to kind of jump onto the bed from a bit further away. Yeah, I I, I did, and like my my legs there. Like I I always had to have the light on as a kid. Um, and now oh, did you? And now I just love horror. So <laughs> I've grown up oh. from it, and I I I I I just love it. And I, I think the scary Doctor Who episodes are my favourite now. I, I just think they are the ones I enjoy more. That's so interesting, isn't it? So you kind of you you've got over that fear. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that's amazing, isn't it? it took a Good. while. I still, I still, I take my hat off to you. I still can't do horror, and I still can't do um, jump scares. Oh, don't like them. I can do them in the daytime, but then if I if I watch something too disturbing close to bedtime that's me gone can't can't get to sleep get nightmares <laughs> yeah did you watch the last uh like the, the wild blue yonder like um doctor i who. did yes i did i'm i'm glued to doctor who and um it's funny because i i know that it's sort of divided opinion it's a very much another reference to marmite here but it's a very much a marmite episode i think i absolutely loved it i thought the development of the characters was so good and it was great to see uh the doctor and donna sparking off each other again i love the idea of these doubles you know i it's a classic trope isn't it but it was done so well and so um 
it was a, it was a sort of a new invention of that that trope um and i loved i mean you know i loved the big hand suddenly you know the big arm suddenly doing on the and you can see that it's an effect you know you can see that it's a, a a false arm but somehow i mean if i was a kid watching that i think i'd have been pretty scared yeah. and the jaw going whoa like that it was <laughs> but like um to me like when, when russell initially said it was weird I was right. It, 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 it's definitely weird. Um, it, it, it's a weird episode, but it's a funny episode. Um, yes. Like, to me, it's not initially scary, but but what did freak me out was at the start. So like 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 you say, it's div- divided opinion. People may say it's slow, but my opinion, it should be slow because the whole concept of the episode is slow. Um, yes, um, of course. Yeah, and you're suddenly after this kind of frenzy of everything happening, and then suddenly there's Sir Isaac Newton, and and suddenly boom, and then you know that. And what's great is that they're working it out, you know, and they're, and so are you as an audience. You're, I mean, it was a bit. It reminded me a bit of, um, funnily enough, playing a board game. You know, when you're kind of trying to work things out, and you're kind of going, oh yeah, but could that be? Or is that, and then the robot, you know, that, I love that robot. It was a gorgeous little robot. Um, I want a little toy robot like that with the the mouth expression was so fantastic. And you're kind of thinking, yeah, but I I thought it was great. And then getting on that whizzy thing, you know, and going down, it did remind me of some kind of game. Yeah, working out where you are, which environment, or a video game as well. Yeah. Um, do, do, do I anything... love the scene, and my I think one of my favourite bits was um, the bit in the cockpit where he opens the shutter, and then there's space outside, and then you see the captain, and it cuts to outside, and you see, and it reminded me, and I don't know whether this was deliberate or not, but it re- did remind me of the film Gravity, oh, yeah, um, yeah. or Mavity, as we have to call it now. <laughs> Yeah, I think it, it that bit was confusing. Like, like because, like, like I, I understood it more when I watched Unleashed, where David Tennant says, "Because we kind of change what it is." Because Isaac Newton thought you, Donna said Mavity, but she actually saw, she said Gravity, but Isaac Newton got it wrong. So it it was all yes. because of that. Um, and and I think that's going to come back. I think I think that's a setup. For the future, that is. Yeah. We shall we shall see. Russell's Russell's very, very clever man. Yeah. And I don't know if it's got anything to do with the final episode. Um, so it, it might do, it might not, but I hope so. Uh, I hope so too. Um, but the scene that would really creep out to me was right at the start, like when we got into the bit where the doubles came into play. Like, you know, when they went into their separate rooms, the Donna and Doctor. Yes. And then, and then the Doctor came in straight away. I, I actually thought that Doctor was actually the Doctor, not the double at the yes. start. I thought, hang on a minute. You just yeah, I think in. you were but, meant to. Yeah. It, the only thing that kind of slightly signalled it to me was he squats down. Like, I don't know if you noticed that. I've not. I've only watched it once, but there was a funny noise when he, and it was, it sounded like he, and I thought, oh, that's a bit weird. Um, why did, there was some kind of effect at that moment, and I thought, and then gradually it unfolds, and you go, oh yes, okay, 
uh, something weird is going on here. Yeah. It, 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 I mean, I liked it. I, I liked when that happened, and I thought I, I was watching with my family, and I was saying, "Hang on a minute, wait." David's there, and then Don is there. What, what what's going on? Um, it yes. just it just reminds me of you know those top creepy episodes like Midnight, um, and 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 stuff like that. Uh, Blink, mm -hmm. um, and yes, I, I did really enjoy it. Um, I I I probably I liked both of the specials. I I, I like the Star Beast too. Um, but I I I liked this one for the sense because there's lots of action in it, like the running. I love the running of Doctor Who and the action. Um. Yes. And I think they've both been great so far, so I'm really excited. Yeah, I do too. I, I wouldn't like to say... It's funny when you say, oh, which is your favourite episode? or which is Because they're all so different. Yeah. How can you compare the Star Beast oh. with Wild Blue Yonder? You know, you can't. It's, it's a completely different genre. It's a completely different vibe. It's a completely different pace. It's um it, that's what's one of the great things about Doctor Who, isn't it? If you don't like one week, well, hey, there's always next week. Definitely, and um, I think because it was a so secret episode, which I, I like. I hope they do more than that. Maybe like once a series, perhaps or something. Yes, would be nice. Yes, it was, wasn't it nice to come to something completely new, refreshing, and people speculating as well. Saying, you know, oh, I think I saw something on Twitter or something which said, um, oh, they, they're going to end up on this TARDIS that isn't the TARDIS and this evil TARDIS. And da, 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 da. and uh, it wasn't like that at all. You know, it's so people can people can kind of speculate about what it's going to be like. Because yeah, everyone had this in their mind that, like, you've got Matt Smith returning and Peter Capaldi is going to make an appearance. You've got all these other people. Um, which I think if that had happened, it, it wouldn't have been as good. I think it was really good just to have a one story with Doctor and Donna on their own. No one else. Wasn't it? It was great, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah, Definitely. really good. But uh, really exciting. Um, but wh when you was on The Power of the Doctor, how was that compared to, like, I imagine how different it, it was to when you was with Sylvester as on with him? Well, the funny thing is that it wasn't really that different. The only thing that had really, really changed was the size of the equipment. The cameras have got a heck of a lot smaller. Um, and uh, But otherwise, the atmosphere, the number of people required is pretty much the same. Um, the makeup costume, those wonderful departments, they're always, they're all, always lovely people. The um, And I think... What was great about it was that it did it it was I was genuinely surprised at how similar it was, and that's mm, a lot to do with Jodie, um, who reminded me in a way the energy she had and these sort of her kind of um generosity reminded me of Sylvester. You know, Sylvester had always said it's like he wanted it to be like we were having a party. And uh, and that everybody was invited, and it felt like that with Jodie. She knew the crew so well. She knew then all their names, all their what their families and everything. It was it was a very very lovely atmosphere on set. And the director as well. He he was brilliant, Jamie Magnus Stone. He was kind of gentle, calm. Um, just really quietly getting on with the job 
would just come over and have a little chat and he and I got on really well. It was, it was, yeah, it was a wonderful experience. It was great. Yeah, and I, I I really enjoyed that episode. I think it was um, it was lovely. Like with everyone coming back, like doctors, mm. companions, mm. Um, regeneration at the end was lovely, um, and surprising um, as well. Mm. Mm. Did, did, I like the fact that it was in on Durdle Door in Lulworth Cove, which is where we filmed Curse of Fenric. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Maybe it's the reason. Well, why they done it there? Yeah, could, uh, very probably it can't have been an accident. No, yeah, they they knew you was going to be in the episode, so they thought let's just do it there. Could be, yeah. Also, yeah. it's just along the coast from where Chris Chibnall lives, but you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, easy, easy. <laughs> um, but well, because I uh, I think I think um because like Jody. And David weren't on the same set um, when the regeneration happened. Was you like kept in the dark as well when, um, like David, did you know he was going to be there? To no, we knew nothing about it. No, our scripts were blank. Uh, you know that after the, uh, we didn't even get the scripts for the um, for Mandip and Jody's scenes. Ours just stopped at the end of with the companion scene at the end. Um, and we knew, you know, we we knew that there was going to be the regeneration, but we were all happy not to know what it was going to be. Yeah, it's it's nice to be surprised, mm. um, um, because I think we were we was all thinking it was going to be shooty, um, yeah. popping up. Um, mm. But and then we see David. Surprises are great, aren't they? And it's funny, isn't it? Because I don't know whether you find this, but. Um, you know, when, for example, a magic trick is explained to you, it's always a bit disappointing, isn't it? Yeah. And it's the same, I think, with Doctor Who. If you know what's going to happen all the time, there's no element of surprise and there's that delayed gratification as well. You go, oh, oh wow. You know, there's no, there isn't a wow factor if you always know what's going to happen. Yeah. I like those kind of surprises and, Especially like in the last episode with right at the end seeing Bernard Crebbins again. Oh, that was lovely, wasn't yeah. it? Oh, I I shed a few tears, I have to yeah. say. It was so beautiful. Really I keep, lovely. I keep rewatching it because Russell said that was the only scene he would be able to do. So I, I just watch it over and over again. Um and it's great. It, it's just how happy he was. I think mm. it, it it wasn't him acting there. I think he was just generally happy. To see David. Oh, I absolutely agree. I think it really was. And and you can see there's a lovely still I saw of the moment where David is hugging Bernard Cribbins and you can see Catherine Tate in the background and her face is priceless because it's a it's a real expression of joy. It's not it's not Donna Noble. It's Catherine Tate. You know, it's, it's yeah. lovely. It's, it's almost it's, it's like the same when. David, I love this scene as well. I think both episodes have a memorable moment with that Bernard Cribbins in Worldly Young and the Star Beast. It's where David's just running around the TARDIS like he's a little kid and how excited. <laughs> yeah, that's great, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Um, and I think, so cool. and, and, and I love them. Um, and it is definitely sad um, about Bernard Cribbins because, I, I, you know, with celebrities that you've never met, 
uh, and people. Um, I don't. That, that, that's probably the first person that I've got sad from dying. I'd say because oh, really? like they're, they're not like my family, but the Doctor Who family. Um, yes, and it, it, I got sent it like the morning, and um, I couldn't talk to anyone. I think for a day because I was just so sad. Because mm. um, he might have only been in a few episodes, but over his whole life, he's done so much. Yeah, and I can really understand that, Mason, because if if you don't have people in your family who've died, or uh, because I think that character, Wilf, and Bernard Cribbins himself as a man, was such a sort of grandfatherly figure, I think, that, yeah, it's, it's and it's, it's quite right to be sad as well, I think, because it sort of honours who they are as well. And, uh, yeah, it's it's a real testament to who he was as a person that you, who never met him, felt sad. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't think even he didn't even expect him to be a, as a big impact as he was on Doctor Who. Um Oh yeah, I I I I think it's something that took him and probably everybody else actually by surprise. But everybody just loved him, didn't they? Yeah, and it's I think it's great. It, it's great that we got to see him like last time on Doctor Who. Um, and mm. at least I think it's good that as well. He's in in a good way that he weren't in the giggle. Not, but it, of course it, it would be nice. Uh, I get he's mentioned. But it's good because he gets his own scene. He gets his own scene yeah. on his own um, rather than lots of other people. Because uh, let, let's be honest, the giggle's going to be quite hectic. Lots going to be going on in it by the looks of things. So, um, yes, um, yes. I think that's one of the ones that's going to take, it's going to need a few watchings, I would imagine, yeah. to get it all, don't you? Yeah. Um, Are we lucky we can do that now? That's another thing we could never yeah. do back in the day. You know, when Sylvester and I were doing Doctor Who, that was it pretty much. I mean, I think people had VCRs, but they were very expensive. So you would be very lucky if you had one. And um, so you just you just watched the episode and then you'd have to wait till the next week to find out because, of course, we had cliffhangers as well. Yeah, like the... I, I do enjoy the the next times. I think that's something we look forward to at the end of an episode. Um, mm. But at the same time, um, I don't know. It's maybe not like you could say. It's maybe you don't want to know what happens next week till next week. <laughs> yes, we never had that. You see, then because what we had was. Um, oh, I'll give you an example. In survival, there's a bit where Ace starts turning into a cat person, and she gets the the eyes, and there's a look, I remember I turned into camera like this and you could see the eyes were going a bit yellow. And um, and that was the end of the episode. You know, there was the music, credits roll. That is it until for a whole week, you've got to wait to find out what is going to happen to Ace. And um, it was about five five minutes after that was transmitted and there was a little knock at my front door and I opened the door and it was um, this boy who lived down the road, little boy. And he said, I just came to check you were OK. <laughs> it was so cute because yeah, you couldn't you couldn't you didn't know you didn't know what was going to happen. And you had to wait a whole seven days. Yeah, it's 
it it's it's crazy really because um like i think there were like four episodes or three episodes could be now one episode um like length time wise yeah yeah that's right um which which is crazy really um think about it uh because like like for me i've always been used to 45 minutes episodes um yes. and and like i don't mind 30 minutes uh, but for me just watching it like binging it like the like the like, like i did yesterday or the day before um it's easy but i guess when they were live you'd be thinking only 30 minutes we've got to wait to uh, yeah. next wait for another 30 minutes now <laughs> I've heard so many stories of people who were waiting to see what, you know, waiting for the final episode of Survival, for example, and then them, their family were going out that night. So they never saw it until years later when it was released on video, you know? Oh. So you had to watch it live, otherwise you wouldn't be able to yeah. watch it. Yeah, yeah. You had to sit down, watch it live. And, you know, if, the, if there was a problem with your TV, you know, you couldn't get your aerial sorted or... You know, you, you or if there's a power cut or something like that, or if your mum and dad said you'd got to go out somewhere, that was it. No record. No recording, no oh. nothing. Can oh. you imagine that? No. I mean... <laughs> you uh, can't, I, can you? No, like, like, but, 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 but I think now we don't have to... Like, if Doctor Who's not on and I forget to record it, I've just got on BBC iPlay and watch it. <laughs> so, exactly. <laughs> this um, is why, for especially for my generation and those a bit younger than me and older than me it's just like gold having it all available you know people can't believe it it's like a treasure chest yeah and it, it is like there's some stuff on the universe um which i watched when i was a kid like those animated david tennant stories um and i watch it again and i was thinking hang on a minute i remember watching this when years ago and that they're back um there's some stuff in there i haven't watched um like like doctor who confidential which yeah. i love because you just watch how it's made um and especially like doctor who unleashed watched the last episode which is like well, like we say with the hands which is really interesting because david Tennant has to have all these pictures has to wear it there's like a little lever in the arm where he's having to move it so it's, it's really amazing. interesting it is so interesting. Yeah. It, it's really interesting how it's filmed because you know, mm. you know, at the start when um they meet the, the their double gangers where they've got long arms, and yes. when Donna runs to see the doctor, well, when she's got her back to the camera, that's the double, well, a person that's not actually Catherine, and then the actual yes. Catherine is across wearing the arms. So they do it really clever how they film. So clever, yeah. And what I love though is that it it's still a lot of it is how, how we used to do it back in the day. So that's exactly what we'd have done. We'd have you'd have had somebody who looks a bit like Catherine and you'd have had somebody with a wig and all that. So that it's it's just still made in similar ways. I mean, obviously the technology and the CGI and all that has really increased, but to actually have that real arm, as you were saying, with the bar and the animatronics. I mean, that was how in Battlefield, the uh, the Destroyer, for example, that was, yeah, somebody in a suit, but it had an animatronic face and the um, the water or the ancient one in, in um, Curse of Fenric. And there were these couple of just brilliant model makers called Stephen Mansfield and Sue Moore, and they operated all that and 
and and still that's that is done like that as well it's like the meep in the star beast you know that was yeah. that, that was, was very all good. real yeah yeah i i love the meep i i can't wait till they release like plushies and teddy sort of it oh i know yeah i think they've got to haven't they yeah they, i think they should do one where you can hurt you have a button or like you know when you squeeze it, it has angry meep and happy meep yeah that's a good idea yeah, yeah. um uh, I don't know when they'll do it, but I hope so soon. Yes. Yeah, because, um, I mean, I know I knew the meat was going to be a villain, but I just didn't want the meat to be, because especially when he was talking to Rose at the beginning, how cute it was, yeah. and um, it was just so nice. And then you just turn evil and hate everyone. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah, yeah. but... um. I think the CGI was perfect. I think they even said that's the best seat, like cre creation they've made. Um, yes. Well, I, I think it was so good that they had, it was an actual real live creature with somebody inside it and animatronics. Yeah. It was so clever, wasn't it? Yeah. You had this person inside, then you had, I think, someone controlling the arms, someone controlling the legs. Um, and apparently it was so hot in there as well, so they had to have breathers. Um, yes, but absolutely. I, I I love monsters like that. Um, but you have to appreciate the actor, like especially going. Oh my on set. goodness! We always used to feel so sorry for the people inside, especially things like the Candyman in the Happiness Patrol and um, the Cybermen. Even they had their helmets screwed down. You know, they were and uh, um, even the people inside the Daleks. There they were working all the everything as well and moving along like flintstones with their feet underneath incredible definitely i i are you quite looking forward to like shooty coming as a doctor i can't now? wait i can't wait i've um i've met somebody who i met somebody who's seen it already uh and just says whoa shooty's just incredible I can imagine. Yeah. yeah. He he looks the doctor. He does, doesn't he? Yeah. yeah. And he's such a great actor, let's face it. Um yeah. I uh I saw um I'm going to see Bonnie um in Old Friends in the show she's doing in the West End on Friday. And I can't wait to see her as well. Mind you, by the time this goes out, it'll probably have been out already, but we're waiting, aren't we, with great anticipation, and it's going to be fantastic. Yeah, by the time this is out, yeah, we, we the Christmas special would have been out. But I, I think I love that they're back. I think Russell said that one thing he wanted to do when coming back to ride Doctor Who is bringing the Christmas specials back. Yes, yes, it's great, isn't it? What a treat! Just watching it on Christmas Day, having a roast dinner, and then sitting there watching yes. Doctor Who. Yeah. Uh, but um, I like I, knowing I, I, you. I you'll it. probably be watching it again, won't you? A bit later yeah. on on Christmas Day and Boxing yeah. Day. Yeah, you yeah. probably all will. Yeah, we'll have to rewatch it. I mean, from these new specials, I've never rewatched an episode so much um, for a long time. Um, but mm. I, I love like I think Shooty by by looks of things has half, half a dozen costumes that, yes. he, that he's wearing. So um, that's going to be interesting if people want to cosplay him. Um, oh, I, I was going to say that's going to be great for the cosplayers, isn't it? Because they can choose their favourite their favorite shooty costume. 
yeah um I, I i do cosplay so i i at the moment doing the 14th doctor because the 14th doctor's here um um i did do well i because I, I, I had paul mcgann on um i went to a convention earlier in the year and i i asked paul mcgann because i, I heard lots of the really good things about him how nice he was to fans and everything so yeah, I, yeah. I said to him paul would you like to come on my podcast? I've never had a doctor on before. It'd be lovely to have you on. He, he, he said, yep, yeah, I'll come on, Mason. And then the following Wednesday, comes on. Um, oh, and great. It was amazing. And and because of that, I, I decided, because he was wearing, um, he, he said, Mason, I, I, I'm i going to be wearing cosplay too. I'm going to get, someone's making my eighth doctor suit that I wore in the power of the doctor. And I, I, I'm, I'm going to be wearing it. So to surprise oh. him, to surprise him, I got it made by the same person for me. So when I went to the Telford Comic Con in uh, like a couple of weeks ago now, um, November, um, I was there and he was like, and then the guy that made him was just behind. He was there as well. It was funny. <laughs> like we were just in the same costume. Um, That's so, amazing. Great. Good for you. Yeah. So um, I fingers crossed he does, I, I, I hope he does like a, you know, a series. Like his own oh, I do too. He deserves it, doesn't he? Yeah, I hope we didn't see enough of Paul. No. I hope, I hope um, R- Russell has something for him that he can get involved in, so he can have something of his own. Um, yeah, and that would be great. Use my new costume to use as well on videos. <laughs> Fabulous. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, definitely the the fifteenth Doctor. It's going to be crazy with with, with conventions. I think with all the costumes. Yes. Yes, I think so too. It's going to be wonderful to see them all. Yeah. Would 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 you like to work with him if if like they called you up to say Ace? Oh, of course I would. Him? Yeah, no question yeah. about it. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. I would. Yeah, because I, I I think at the end of the Power of the Doctor, Kate Stewart said to all you around in your little group, uh, I might want to call some of you up for some work. So um, he did, didn't she? So let's yeah. hope Bonnie's not the only one. Yeah, because I think yeah, hopefully not. But like maybe over time, you could all be part of UNET or something. Yes, please. <laughs> yeah, um, because UNET, uh, like the, the new base by looks of things. I know we haven't seen it properly. But we will by the time they say that we will, but in the giggle we get to see it. How like it looks like a very Avengers. I think like the it new does, UNET. doesn't it? Yeah, really yeah. Avengers like. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's it's something that. It's, it's it looks really cool. Like you have the helicopter and you have all of it there. And it makes sense, doesn't it? Because it would be like that by this time, you know. Yeah. It would be, yeah. It would look exactly like that. Because it just got destroyed, so. It, it, yes. It's very quick to build it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, like, is there a monster, um, Sophie, that you didn't fight? during like like your time that you would like to like you to fight in Doctor Who? Yeah, I well, apart the weeping angels obviously, but then yeah. I think the autons are really scary as well. They'd be yeah. good. I'd like I'd like to fight an auton. Yeah. That would be, be interesting. They are like they're scary. Like especially in um Rose or the first episode yeah. I watched. And you wouldn't expect them. 
Um, like they're just and now it's like the way from angels. Every time you look at a statue, but now every time I go into a shopping centre and I see one of those dummies in the window, I just think of that. Like they got their <laughs> from that episode, which is awesome. They are quite spooky, aren't they? The shop dummies, those mannequins with no face or sort of like those fixed faces. It was a brilliant idea yeah. to have them as you know, and they were. They're from years ago, aren't they? The original. I can't remember what year they were first brought sure. into Doctor Who, but there'll be many people listening to this who will. Yeah. But it was, uh, yeah, they're, they're great. I'd, I'd like to have a go at them. Yeah. With my baseball bat and my Nitro 9. Yeah. I, I, I bet it was a joy to have the Nitro 9 back for the power of the Doctor. Oh, yes. Nitro 999. Isn't it great? Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was such fun. And I loved all the references to the past. It was great, really good. Yeah, it must have been nice, like I guess re reuniting with people and meeting new people. Maybe you haven't worked with in the past. It was lovely because uh, Janet and I had met at conventions, but we didn't. We'd never worked together properly, and um, it was lovely to get to know her in a completely different way. And she's now a great friend, of obviously. Yeah. Um, also. Gemma was brilliant as well. The three of us, we had this little gang going on. It was great because we had quite a lot of time together just sitting and chatting um, and we all got on really, really well. So that was lovely. Yeah, because Gemma, uh, like Kate, it's like, um, it's, 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 it's like the family, it's like a family cycle with, with like Kate because like, She's met loads of the new, like, like modern Who doctors. Um, like, I think David Tennant, Matt Smith, Peter Capaldi, Jodie Whittaker. So a lot of them, um, I think. It's amazing, isn't it? Yeah, she's probably worked with more doctors than anyone else. Yeah. And, like, I, bet, I, mean, I mean, you could say she worked with David Tennant, but not really. She did win the 50th, but really briefly, but now for the 60th, just there. Like in in yes. the midst of David Tennant's final episode, yeah, it's wonderful. Yeah, it but it 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 must have been good just to like wear the gear again, uh, probably after so long. It was great that the moment where they took the jacket out, where I had to, um, you know, and they they kept calling it the hero jacket, you know. Yeah. Um, it was it was lovely to do that. You flew into the TARDIS, didn't you? Into the yes. Oh, that was fun. It was great because I did all the stunts myself, just like I used to back in the day. And um, I loved it. Um, it was really, it was really, it was a very clever but very easy thing to do because I thought, oh, I hope they're not going to do it CGI. And no, they didn't. Um, I was actually lying flat on my back with um, these strings, you know, holding it like as though I was holding the parachute. And then they wheeled me in really fast, you know, they, they whizzed me into the TARDIS and uh, and then I sort of jumped at the end of it. But it was all all real as well. It was fantastic. Yeah. Well, I mean, what was the, what, I know you probably can't pick, but what, 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 what was things about each TARDIS that you liked? Because of course you got went into two like Sylvester's TARDIS and Jodie's mm. TARDIS. What I think about mm. both that you kind of liked about them? Well, the thing the thing that really worked about Jodie's TARDIS was that it was three hundred and sixty, so you could shoot 
anything in there. Whereas with Sylvester's, it was just a few like flats, as we call them. They're just big bits. Of, so and the um, the the directors and camera people would hate it because. They, there was the big console in the middle so that you couldn't actually, we had these great big cameras as well. Whereas with the, with the power of the doctor, there's this steady cam, you know, handheld camera. So, you know, the handheld camera can follow anything around that console, but the console was right slap bang in the middle of the shot all the time. So it was actually very difficult to shoot. That was the main thing. Yeah. I've been on the new one as well. When we went right. to do Tales of the Tardis, they sh they were they showed us the uh, the interior of the new Tardis, and that was amazing. I mean, it's just so massive; it's huge. And again, you can get so many different angles and all those levels, and it was fabulous. But what I what I liked about it was that it was a real nod to the past. It was like Sylvester's Tardis. With the roundels and being white and everything, it's great. Yeah, it, it, it's it's very it is very big then, like like in real life. Oh, it's absolutely massive. You wouldn't believe how big it is. It takes up the whole, pretty much the whole of one studio. It's incredible. It's yeah, it's, it's crazy. Um, I had a feeling that it would be white because of the sixtieth, um, but I didn't feel it was going to be that big. Like when I saw it, I was thinking, "Wow!" It, it's it's like with David Tennant saying, "Wow, look at that." And like we we, 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 all, we all think that we're all yes, thinking that. Yes, all the, the fans were probably saying exactly the yeah. same thing. Wow! And like when that when I saw that, and I just loved David's reaction because uh, like Donna's just standing there, like okay, <laughs> and then like uh, David's like, like the doctor's like, "Wow!" It's it is. They just run in laps round the uh round the TARDIS, like, like yes, like he's doing a relay. Yeah. What fun! Yeah, uh, mm. did, was you allowed to touch like the uh, the controls like on the console? yes? I didn't want to touch too much though because I thought, oh dear, I might break it. So, uh, but yeah, we 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 uh, I could I I did have a little you know had a couple of photos with with somebody. I wish I'd I wish I'd taken more photos actually, but I was a bit too kind of overawed to take them. But you never know. Hopefully, I mean, you know, one day I might go back for a a visit and uh, be able to go and have some photos taken. Hopefully, I think I think maybe they should open that for conventions where you could just go to it and then you know, <laughs> they could, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, it, that would be nice if they did that. But um, but like you kind of had your own little TARDIS in the towers of the TARDIS, didn't you? Um, yes, well, that that was in contrast was really small and lovely, and it was very intimate. And um, there was just this incredible memorabilia in there. There were I, I spotted loads of little things. There was one thing I saw, which was um, Bill Potts's University Student Union card, um, and there was racks of TARDIS keys as well, a little rack with all the TARDIS keys on, and all sorts of really brilliant stuff. Yeah, you could tell that fans had been involved in the design somehow. Yeah. It is great. It, it is it's great. Like 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 you get all that memorable stuff. Like like you can. I think in each episode they had different things scattered around. Yes, they did. Yeah, because we had the kite and the poster from the Happiness Patrol, but everybody had their own little thing. 
and then the hat of course which uh, I put on yeah yeah of course you had the hat um and then and the baseball bat yeah and the baseball bat um which and it was Sylvester's idea to hide behind Colin's coat because he thought well that's that's a nod to when he regenerated because he was wearing wearing Colin's coat then so he hid himself behind Colin's coat (laughs) That, that was awesome um like prior to being in Doctor Who, was you a fan of it? But like before, like you were saying, I'd watched it growing up and been scared of it, and then not watched it, and then watched it again a bit. But I wasn't, I wasn't a fan like I know fans are fans now. Um, so it was really, really, um, it's been great to become sort of slowly become a fan myself, really. Yeah, I guess once you've because yeah. a lot of people say Doctor Who is unlike any other thing that you can be in. Would you oh, say yeah. that the same for Undoubtedly. you? Yeah, but n- no shadow of doubt. Yeah, I mean, still knowing people who I've known for all this time and knowing the fans as well, growing up with the growing, and I've known them ever since, or even. I think one person was telling me they made a studio visit to the set of Dragonfire. So I've known them ever since then, you know. That's awesome. It, it, it's so impactful, isn't it? Like the show. And as yes. Whole. Yeah. Well, it's impact, impacted me and everybody who's been in it um, over the years, the regulars. It's it's had a huge impact on our whole lives. Um, I don't know what I'd be doing now if it wasn't for Doctor Who, because I'm still doing it after all this time. Was it a shock when you got asked to come back for the power of the Doctor? Yeah, completely out of the blue. It was amazing. And I was so emotional. I actually burst into tears because it was the sort of the dream I didn't know I had. You know, I'd, I'd always wondered what it would be like, but actually... To be asked was just such a thrill. It was amazing. Yeah. I mean, I think mm. now with, I think like the Towers of the TARDIS was the start of this kind of spin-offs, I think, like the, like the, the return. So maybe like it, if you don't, it, it, there's always options for characters to be in spin-offs as well now, I feel, maybe from Russell, perhaps. Well, I hope you're right, Mason. That would be really good. I'd love to do yeah. that. Yeah, like imagine Ace, the Ace Adventures or something where you just go on your own adventures in your own TARDIS maybe where you're just fighting Daleks with your, with your baseball bat. Wouldn't that be great? <laughs> yeah, I'd love that. It would. It, it, it would and it, it'd be nice. Um, but last few things, um, Sophie. Um, I, I, I just want to ask, what, like with conventions... And and going to them, what is it like? Like from your perspective, like from being someone that I guess they want to see you, they want to have photos of you, they want you to sign things. What is like? Does it really impact you? Like overwhelming? What's it like? Well, it's funny because it's not until somebody who's never been to one, uh, like a friend or whatever, goes, "Oh my goodness!" That I really realise what a privilege it is because I've been doing them. ever since I did Dragonfire. So that's what, 
30 something years. So to me, I don't get overwhelmed because it's just like what I do. It's like, it's a job, you know, but, but I don't quite see it as that actually. I mean, it is an absolute privilege to have people come and um, tell me the difference that ACE has made to their lives and um, how, you know, people say things like they, they were bullied at school and they just used to think, what would ACE do? What would ACE do? Um, and the most, you do realise that through this medium, you're able to make a difference to people. So it really is a, a wonderful thing to do. Yeah, it is. And like I, I, uh, I've only just started going to them actually this year. Um, I have, and like the first person, it's actually very memorable. That like the first person I've ever met at a convention is David Tennant. <laughs> so, mm -hmm. um, so it's not. I'm not. I won't good forget start. that. Yeah, very good start. Um, mm. and then it, and then I thought I really like that. I want to go to more because you get to see the people that you've really liked on television. Yeah. Um, and like they're on my wall there, all the people I've met, and I just, can see, yeah, you know, yeah. Um, and I, I, there's still some people on there that I have because I have to get some frames or a couple of them that I haven't been put up, put, haven't been put up yet. Um, like more recently, like Alex Kingston. Um, I met her. Um, at Telford Comic Con. Um, but yeah, it's 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 nice. Uh, that who you bump into, and you say. I liked you. You you were so good, um, and I guess it's like 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 you, like you say, it's it's not it's not a job because you just enjoy it. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, um, and and hopefully, I guess we'll meet one day in person. Hopefully, we have a picture in the costume. Oh, I'm sure we will. Yeah, I look forward yeah. to that, Mason. Yeah, and uh, hopefully, you'll remember me. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I'm sure uh, I will. I'm sure. Um, uh, you'll just remember me by saying I have all these sort of things on my wall, um, from from Doctor Who meeting people. <laughs> I like that T-shirt as well. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Your T-shirt. Yeah. It, it's great because it's all cartoons of all the Doctors. So you've got great. all of them, even Chitty Gatwa. He's there. Wow, that's fantastic, isn't it? Yeah. Where's Sylvester? I can't see him. Um, where is he? I think he's it's hard to see when it's on. <laughs> um, he's somewhere. Yeah, I think he somewhere. must be on your left-hand side somewhere because I can't see yeah. that. So. Yeah, he might be there. I mean, he's definitely, he might be at the bottom because... It's great, though. He's there, he's, he's there somewhere. He's there somewhere. He's there somewhere. Um, yes, he is. It, yeah, that all of them are there. I think even the war doctor's there, John Hurt. Oh, uh, there he is. I've just seen him. He's right in the middle. Oh, is he I'm there? Yeah, can oh, you see right him? Yeah, there? there he is. Oh, there he is. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, but yeah, he, he, he's there. And I got that, I guess, especially for the 60th anniversary because I thought I need to get a top that has all of the doctors on um, in cartoon form because it's just the best. Um, I think, um, but yeah, um, but with I guess lastly, Sophie, before we finish, uh, what, is there like maybe any highlights, maybe favorite scenes that you like from from from, from or episodes that 
from your run? I think for me, it probably is the curse of Fenric. Although I love Remembrance of the Daleks, but personally for me, I was still finding my feet. By Curse of Fenric, I was really comfortable. I absolutely knew who the character of Ace was. And Ace was given such an amazing backstory in that story. And what's not to love about Second World War, vampires and Norse mythology all rolled into one with the Doctor. And it's the first time that you get to see that the Doctor is kind of manipulating the companion and... Um, and I think that that has continued into the into the new series, and it, I just thought it was a very very well written story. Yeah, that that was a really good story. I guess that's why. Uh, what, what, what did you have any say to what episode that would that that they were going to use on your episode for, for Tales of the Tardis? Yeah. No, no, complete surprise. Um, Pete McTie, um, he wrote it. He did tell me that it's one of the best things he's ever written, he feels, um, was yeah. the the Curse of Fenric. And that was lovely to hear him say that because he's just done such amazing work. Yeah, it, it it was good how they made it all into one rather than like the, 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 the space of the parts um, in, yeah. in the series. Um, but m- m- maybe for another series, they, 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 they could have it where like lot like yourselves um have a, a longer conversation um it, it they they could just do it where it's like you're re- reuniting like you were but where where you're just having like maybe in an adventure like in the time that would be somewhere. lovely wouldn't it yeah because we ended up pressing a lot of buttons so where did we go to that would be great yeah it, it, it was like you were just stuck in space by the looks of it um mm. but, but who knows where you went um yeah but um, Sophie, thank you for for coming on the podcast today. It's an absolute pleasure, yeah. Mason. Thank you for yeah. having me. Um, I'm, I, I, it's it's always an honour. And like like I say, hopefully we meet one day at a convention. Um, That'd be lovely. And, Good. And I hope you have a nice Christmas and a, and a new year as well. Thank you very much, um, and a and a really merry. Well, by the time this goes out, it'll be a happy new year to everybody on your podcast. Definitely, and I have to say, we are race. Hey! Hey! There <laughs> but, we go. Uh, but um, to anyone listening and watching today, we hope you enjoy uh the last episode of 2023. Um, and yeah, lot 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 like um Sophie says, Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year.